Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're going to revisit a show from our 2013 season. It's one of our favorites, and it starts right now. Live from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guests. From Okima, Oklahoma, Blue Dirt recording artist John Fulbright. And from Toronto, Canada, Brush Fire recording artist Bahamas. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please help me welcome Nick Forster. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town here in our little E-Town Hall, our little solar-powered musical spot. Glad you could join us. We have two remarkable young talents with us this week, one from down in eastern Oklahoma, one from up in northern Ontario. They both are worldly beyond their years. They are getting lots of well-deserved attention. Up first, a fellow who grew up outside of Okima, Oklahoma, the town of Bearden, a town so small it doesn't have a post office. He began playing music when he was very young and continued in school. He's now got uh, two albums of original songs out, one of which was nominated for a Grammy. He's gotten lots of attention from the press because he's good. And they should pay attention. We first heard about him from our friends who went down to Okemo, Oklahoma for the Woody Guthrie Festival. And uh, they came back with tales of this, this teenage uh, singer and songwriter. And it took us a while. He's now in his mid-20s. But he's here. We're happy about it. Please welcome for his first visit to E-Town, John Fulbright.
Thank you. That's Mr. Terry Buffalo Ware right there. See a fat man And on his face Is a frown He's got money In his left hand In his right He's got strings That run all Keeps watch day and nightly and plucks life like a rose. Well, in my dreams, I see the young men that will change. History and they will die for the fat man as he laughs, as he laughs, so don't care this
Thank you. Hey, welcome. Sound good? Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, so far. John Fulbright, glad you're here. I'm trying to just imagine whether it's wide open spaces or just the 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 idea that there's a, a lot of time getting from one place to another when you kind of live out in the country in Oklahoma. I'm just trying to imagine what it is that helps foster a creative mind like yours. I don't know. Did you start making music when you were a young kid? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it's a lack of anything to do. Yeah. We don't, you know, we didn't... In Bearden, there's no sidewalks or malls. Right. And so it's How, just what, easier to play what, the piano. What kind of trouble could you have gotten into? You can get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's not the healthy kind of trouble. Yeah. But piano was there in the house? And was there, were your parents musical? or Not there? at all. No, yeah. it was kind of, I was either going to play football or play the piano. And I'm not big enough to play football. And so I played the piano. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you a little bit more about Bearden, because I'm just trying All to get, right. a, get a sense. Is the house on the record cover, is that a place you live or have lived? Yeah, that's my dad's grandparents' house, were the first people to live there. And I grew up there till I was a teenager, and then I ended up moving back in for lack of anywhere to go. But it's where I write songs, you know, it's where I'm from. Yeah. I still live there, you know, and I still write songs there. That's cool. So it's a deeply rooted part of your being. It is. And your creative process. It is. Yeah. I won't tell you where it's at either. <laughs> you went to high school in Okima, right? Mm-hmm. And started hanging around other people who played music and... Yeah. They, uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people that played in Okima, but Okima's where Woody Guthrie was born. And so once a year, they'd have the Woody Guthrie Festival in July. And so I got to you know, hang out with all those crazy characters and play folk music and bluegrass music and protest music and whatever other kind of music they decided yeah. to play late at night, you know. And, uh, and the was, characters are like Arlo and David Amram, and who's, who shows up? Yeah, yeah, Jimmy LaFave, Ellis Paul, you know, Butch Hancock. Yeah, and um, it's interesting going to school in the town where Woody Guthrie grew up, and there's, you know, they're kind of proud of Woody Guthrie's name. They are now. They are now, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you went to high school there, was it something, did everybody know who Woody Guthrie was? Or was I didn't know who, I knew his name was on the water tower, and, uh, and he wrote, this land is your land, and, uh, and I knew the chorus to that. And that's about all I knew until yeah. I got into Bob Dylan, you know, like everybody else. Right. It's kind of funny thinking about I mean, Oklahoma is, is a pretty conservative state. Pretty conservative. <laughs> okay, it's a bright red state. Um, and uh, it's interesting that Woody Guthrie is, is uh, you know, you're in the town of Okima. You've got your Sonic, and you've got your feed store, and you've got your True Value hardware store, and you've got your car wash, and it's all of it that. Made me homesick. <laughs> yeah. You can conjure it up. <laughs> All of that stuff I just mentioned is on Woody Guthrie Boulevard. Yeah. So, well, that's new, too. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't always called that. No, no. There, was, uh, there was no pictures of Woody in high school. There was no pictures yeah. of, you know. And it's, I understand. 
in order to talk about Woody, you got to have that conversation. It's a very political kind of conversation, and they, they didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. You know, Woody Guthrie is a, a complex character also. Mm-hmm. He's not just one thing, and he's not just one side of the political spectrum or just a songwriter or anything. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a complex guy, but he was a rambler who certainly got his start in Okima, as you did. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the fun things that have been happening. I know you've been... It's probably seems like it's been fairly quick, but getting nominated for a Grammy and playing at the Grammys, playing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing and playing South by Southwest, all that stuff, does it... Uh, are there any kind of bizarre stories associated with any of those things, or did it all just kind of happen in stride and work okay? I'm, I'm the laziest, ambitious person I know, and it's... All, all I knew is I wanted to write as good songs as I could, you know, yeah. and the rest of it just started flying into place. I mean, I, you know, it's like a roller coaster that doesn't have any safety bars, you know, you just have to hang on. Yeah. I think it's great that we're finally getting to connect and getting you on the show, and uh, I'm not surprised by the success you're having. It's a treat to hear your songs. Yeah, it feels yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. Well, congratulations on all your success. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Mr. John Fulbright. This is a song called When You're Here. Ever changing, ever moving, ever finding, ever losing, every moment of our choosing bears a cost. And as for lonely, I can show you how to live a life alone. All it takes is getting used to getting lost. Some are lovers, some are leeches, some are flings on sandy beaches, some are silent till the chances are all gone. The queen of hearts dreams a lover From that cold, cold king above her While the joker makes his bed up all alone But don't I feel like something when you're here? Don't I feel Chases everything he loves away. 
But at night, when it's colder, there's a bluebird on his shoulder, and he whispers that he'll hold her one bright day. But don't I feel like something when you're here? Don't I feel my lungs losing air? Ooh, don't I feel like I can show you? That's John Fulbright, down in Oklahoma. The CD is called From the Ground Up, along with Terry Buffalo Ware on electric guitar, Little Help in the E-Tones, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, and Paul McDaniel on the bass. He'll be back play some more music later on in the show. We'll be back with the Achievement Award, plus music from Bahamas, after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. This is E-Town. John Fulbright's going to be back later in the show. And coming up, Afi Jurvenen, also known as Bahamas, great songwriter from Canada, is here. He's going to play some of his songs in just a little while. Before we get back to music, though, we are going to introduce you to somebody who is in their own community uh, making a difference. We get to hear about these people from listeners, and then we pass their stories on and share them with you. Every week, we get to learn about folks who are looking around in their neighborhoods and seeing a problem and deciding to do something about it. It's inspiring stories, and, and uh, we're happy we get to include them in the show. We call it the Achievement Award, and here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thanks, Nick. This week's nominator is listener Denise Warshani Parks of Wilmington, Delaware. She's also a, a great friend of ours. Used to work here at E-Town and has uh, moved away uh, from Colorado many, many years ago. Well, she's nominating Tom Costello of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for this week's on-air mention. And Tom describes himself as once being chronically homeless phobic. He was so afraid of homeless people that he would actually cross the street rather than encounter one. 
Well, when his wife began volunteering at a shelter, it made Tom nervous. But when she asked him to join her one day for her volunteer shift, he ended up saying yes. Well, that visit to the shelter changed Tom's point of view and left him wanting to help out more. During that visit, he learned of a simple everyday item that you and I take for granted each day that could vastly improve the health of those living on the street. Eventually, Tom founded a program to provide this item to the homeless. And I'm happy to report that he's with us in person to tell us more. So let's bring out this week's Achievement Award winner, Tom Costello of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good to see you, Tom. Glad you could join us here in E-Town. That, um, that first visit to the shelter that Helen mentioned, that must have felt pretty uh, challenging. Nerve-wracking, Nick. Nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't get out of my car. Wow. My wife dragged me into the place, literally, and somehow I survived the experience. I was alive at the end of the afternoon, got back in my car, locked the door, went home, and, yeah. and probably about... Two years later, I finally got up the nerve to go back to the shelter. Yeah. And my wife had found out that the homeless have a tremendous problem with their feet. Uh, in, in inclement weather or, um, I suppose, with not having good shoes and infections and so on? Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. So you decided to uh, do something about that? Yeah, I went to Costco and bought a whole bunch of socks. And around Christmas time, went back to the shelter. Yeah. I was still nervous, but decided to try to hand them out and see what happened. Did anybody, um, did you have any interaction, or was it pretty much just grab and go? Well, most of them were grab and go until this woman walked up. <sighs> kind of picture in your mind's eye your typical homeless person, shabby outfit, no expression on her face, dead eyes, and she walked up and didn't even look me in the face. I dropped the socks in, Merry Christmas, God bless you, and she just walked away. So I turned, and I'm waiting for the next guest, and I hear a little voice over here that says, excuse me, can I please have another pair for a friend? Of course. So she comes back. At this point, Nick, she looks me right in the eyes and about as close as we are here. And she turns to me and says, you know what? And she starts to cry. No one has ever given me a pair of socks before. And I started to cry. And then she reached out to hug me. And Nick, I had never touched a homeless person before. So... I reached out and hugged her back, and it was my epiphany moment. I had to be the sock guy. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, it's a curious phobia you had, but I'm glad you worked through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, most phobias are completely irrational. I don't know. I figured they were going to rob me or attack me or something, but they're just like us, Nick. Yeah. I've run across a whole bunch of people that are really smart, some a little wacko, but just like any group of people, right. you know? Bad luck, yeah. And, and so now I'm assuming you have some help, you have some volunteers, you have some opportunities to spread that generosity across a broader population of yeah, homeless we have, people. Yeah, we have about 100 volunteers on a consistent basis. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot. People started sending us socks from all over the country and requests for socks from all over the country as yeah. well. Wow. We've had requests from socks from 14 states so far in two countries, which we try to meet those demands. Wow. So when did you start all this? November 24th, 2010. And um, do you have any idea of how many socks you've you know, helped distribute or given away by now? 
Probably about 108,000 pairs of socks. 108,000 pairs of socks, yeah. Um, do you ever hear back from any of the shelters? Because again, they were aware of the problem, but are you aware of the fact that this is helping? Nick, we have an impact in so many ways. We have probably 15 or so shelter, key shelters we visit, probably on a weekly basis in Philadelphia. And I've got lots of stories. I'll just give you one example. We were giving out socks in a park in Philadelphia, and we typically hand out like a white sock. And a fellow comes up and says, excuse me, do you have any black business socks? And a very unusual request. I said, why? He said, well, he's fortunate enough to get a job interview, and he found a suit someplace, but he doesn't have any socks. He was embarrassed, and he figured, man, I get the job if they don't take him seriously. So our pair of socks help him oh, that's great. get a job. Yeah. And um, if people want to learn more information, I suspect there's a website. The Joy of Socks, S-O-X dot org. The Joy of Socks dot O-R-G. So if you want to see pictures, I suspect there's photos and information about what you're up to. And oh, how we got doing. pictures, YouTube channel, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, the Joy of Socks dot O-R-G. Tom, thanks so much for sharing your story. Thanks Nick, so much thank for, you. for sharing particularly the very personal challenge that you had, overcoming your phobia and then turning it into something so positive. Thank you. It's really cool. Great. Congratulations. That's this week's winner. You guys rock. The Achievement Award. Tom Costello, the organization is called The Joy of Socks. Thanks, Tom. Our sincere thanks to this week's nominator, Denise Warshani-Parks. Hi, Denise. If you want to learn more about the Joy of Socks project and how you might get involved, you can find out more on our website, etown.org. And if you know of someone who might make an interesting award story, we want to hear from you. Could be a stranger you've heard about or someone you know personally. We're looking for someone who's taken a step that's evolved and has measurable, tangible results helping out in some way. So um, if you're uh, wanting to nominate someone, you can do that on our website. And uh, also, if you're so inclined, send us your feedback on either Twitter or our two Facebook pages or the E-Town blog. Or you can write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, Tom. Another cool story. We have more music, as I said, coming up from John Fulbright in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about our next musical guest, Afi Yurvanen. Is that pretty close? Yurv yeah. um, who's also, uh, also known as Bahamas. He is a Finnish-Canadian songwriter. He's born in uh, Toronto, grew up in Barrie, up near Lake Huron, I think. He's been in the music scene. Uh, up there in Canada playing with lots of different people, including Feist and others. But he's now on his own. He's released two CDs under his own name. He's here to play some of those songs. Now, please help me welcome for his first visit to E-Town, Bahamas. for the night to take me to take you too and after so many words still nothing's heard don't know what we should do 
But if someone could see me now, let them see you. Was my greatest thrill when we just stood still. You let me hold your hand till I had my fill. But even counting sheep don't help me sleep. I just toss and turn right there beside you. So if someone could see me now, let them see you. Let them see you, see you through all those hard things we've all got to do. 'Cause this life is long, so you wouldn't be wrong. Said some awful things. I take them all back. If we would try again and just remember when, before we were lovers, I swear we were friends. So if someone could see me now, let them see you. Let them see you, see you through. All those hard things we've all got to do, 'cause this life is long, so you wouldn't be wrong. Being free, leaving me on my own. Hey, um, welcome, Afy. Nice to be here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's good to hear you singing and playing. I like your guitar style, the way you kind of keep the bass going and can syncopate with your fingers and have that whole thing. It's kind of cool. Did well, you have a, a guitar, uh, or do you have guitar heroes as you're growing up? Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Probably um, you know the same as most people my age. You know, uh, the town where I'm from is just classic rock radio. So yeah, you learn to appreciate. The finer moments of ACDC and all those kind of things, you know. <laughs> Not that that necessarily translates to my playing. Or, I could hear um, a little bit in there, yeah. Yeah, little Angus. I was yeah. very passionate yeah. <laughs> about that for many years. Is um is the town that you're from? Is that called Barry? It is. Yeah. yeah. Small town. 
It was a small town when I was growing up there, yeah. but uh, you know, not so much anymore. It's kind of a bedroom for Toronto now. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was a fantastic place to grow up. Lots of fishing, riding a bike, and everything. Yeah. And your family's from Finland. Yeah, my mother's Finnish. Yeah. Mother's Finnish. Okay. So, did, were you born in Finland, or where, where where were you? I wasn't. I was born in Canada. Okay. Uh, when I was younger, we used to go a lot more, and then yeah. my brother and sister were born, so uh, it gets harder. You yeah. Know? But. Um, but yeah, I have a passport. I somehow evaded the military duty there. I probably shouldn't talk about that on <laughs> national radio. They might still call we, me. We in. know some people, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, it's but wonderful you have, there. You have yeah. language though, too, right? So your yeah, mom spoke. Yeah, I mean, we we spoke at home basically. You yeah. Know, so it's not really a formal thing. But uh, if my mom's cursing at me to go, you know, in the garden and get the potatoes, I know what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in Barry. Uh, you know, being a bedroom community for Toronto, there's all kinds of opportunities for you to work in the city or stay around there and do other things. And I wasn't so keen on academics, so there wasn't that many options for me. Right. I was. Um, <laughs> Did you play hockey? <laughs> well, not professionally. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, played on the pond and everything like that. But, um, but no, I, you know, when I was in high school, I worked in factories and stuff, and it wasn't. I'm not uh, romantic about it, like Springsteen or anything like that. You know, it was a tough job, and and then I played guitar, and then one day I realized, well, what if I could get paid to play guitar? That hadn't dawned on me for many years. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, if somebody would have me in their band, then you know, that would that's that's what I'll do. And uh, I wish it was a bigger story than that, but it's really, you know, it was a pretty naive sort of evolution. And when I moved to Toronto, I just sort of met all these other musicians and their careers were at the time, you know, really happening. So they were like, come play in my band. It was, it was really that easy. You yeah. Know? And had you not done that, you think you'd still be working in a factory? Well, I don't know. I probably hope I would have graduated to upper management. Upper management, point, yeah. You know. <laughs> Probably I'm kind of hoping the same thing happens in music. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, it's tough. It's tough out there. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you just about the the community in Toronto that you found yourself in. So there was mm -hmm. growing up with classic rock coursing through your your veins, mm -hmm. being part of the soundtrack of your youth. You find yourself in Toronto as a guitar player, but there's this sort of indie scene and, and uh, other singer-songwriters. Was, was it hard for you to sort of find your spot in that? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in a way, I think there was a group of us that moved together. A lot of the guys that I played with in high school, I still, you know, hang out with, still play music with. And um, so when you move as a gang, you know, it's a little easier to permeate whatever's happening. Right. Um, there's really like a welcoming scene there, you know? Yeah. And, and there is a lot of music, but... Um, you know, very quickly you kind of gravitate towards the people that share similar ideas that you might have, you know? Yeah. So pretty quickly I just sort of found the place where the other guys with acoustic guitars hung out, basically. Right. Just went from there. Yeah. And it's interesting, I don't know that the, um, some of you might be aware that, that Bahamas record is out on Brushfire, which is a record company that's associated with Jack Johnson. There is an interesting kind of beachy, laid-back surfer vibe, even though you're living up in the frozen Northland. Um, so how did that happen? How did that connection happen between you? You know what? I really have no idea. Yeah, they just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not the, I yeah. don't have the most riveting stories here. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I was touring a lot in America with no record deal. 
And uh, as I'm sure you know, it's tough to get anything going when you have right. no one helping you, you know? So I was playing a lot and just sort of selling my own CDs. And, mm -hmm. and somehow someone over there, it's a very small office, there's maybe four or five people that work there. And yeah, someone got it and someone liked it. And then they shared it with the other people at the office. Yeah. And then they started coming to my shows. Anytime I play in LA, they'd you know, be there and we sort of became buddies. And, and then one day they asked me if I wanted to go surfing. And I said I'd never done that before. But, um, you know, I sort of gave it a good try, and I guess they were pretty impressed. <laughs> and um, Skating, surfing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a really wonderful relationship. I mean, they're wonderful um, people. And in addition to, you know, I think their sort of ethos as a company is really holistic, you know. It's a good place for me to be. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found it. I'm glad they're helping. And uh, the word is certainly getting out. It seems like things are really going well for you these days. Yeah. Well, Ify, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you stopped by. It turns out you had some good stories after all. So this, it was, it was okay, good. Okay, good. You done good. Out. Yeah, we're going to get back to music, though. Welcome back, if you would, from Toronto and, and right. from Barrie, Ontario, Bahamas.
this has been lovely. Thanks very much for having me. Um, all right, I'll play a song for you now. It's called Sobering Love. Who are you, darling, to turn me to stone? You open my eyes and break all my bones. And now you want to be together after so many years alone. Sing a song of sweetness or a melody of hope If a lump leaves my pants and lands in my throat How can two hands be tied without any rope? Now I'm always away, but it's you I'm thinking of I was walking around stoned Before you're sober in love I had a dream for your soft paper hands The left one would carry my wedding band And the right one would always be reaching for her man This is no home, though it may be our house As there were many a time I'd rather shut than kiss that mouth And I figure we can make it If I can figure you out now I'm always away, but it's you I'm thinking of. I was walking around stone before you sober in love. Guitar. And I slouch It's up to the fridge And then back to the couch I want to believe But there's so much doubt And I told you then When we was just teens I'd rather be in your heart Than be in your jeans And I guess I always am But only in dreams Now I'm always away but it's you I'm thinking of I was walking around stone Before you're sober in love If I ever stay I thank the Lord above For turning my heart Back toward a drunken Thanks very much. That's Afi Yurvenen. Bahamas. The CD is called Bar Chords. It's out on Brushfire Records in Toronto, Canada. Thank you, Afi. We'll be back with more music from John Fulbright after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. 
Hey, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. If you've tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KODK in Kodiak, Alaska, on WTTS in Indianapolis, Indiana, and WNYE, our newest station in New York, New York, 91.5 FM. As always, if you want some more information about any of the stuff we're up to at E-Town, or if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can do all kinds of stuff online, including by visiting etown.org. Please help me welcome back to E-Town, John Fulbright. Let's get Nick and Helen and the rest of them out here to play another song. It's the most positive song I've ever written in my life. It's called Moving, and it goes like this. Open. 
maybe it won't be too long Maybe we'll be in a place that ain't no pain Till that day my song remains Don't worry about gasoline Don't worry about the TV screens John Fulbright, along with Terry Buffalo Ware on electric guitar, Etones, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, Paul McDaniel, and Helen Forster. This CD is called From the Ground Up, out on Blue Dirt Records. Mr. John Fulbright from Okima, Oklahoma. Friends, we have time for one more song. I want to get everybody out on stage for one last song. I want to thank all our guests this week. We had such a good time. I want to thank Afi, Jorvan, and Bahamas. Thanks to Bahamas for being on the show. Thanks to our award winner, Mr. Tom Costello, the joy of socks out there. Making things better for the homeless population out and around Philadelphia. Thanks to Helen, the E-Tones. Thanks to John Fulbright. Terry Buffalo Ware. Thanks to all of you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in every week. We started thinking about where we could find some common ground with these two songwriters and what was going to sort of take us home in just the right sense. And uh, we thought about we thought about one of the great American songwriters, Chuck Berry. So that's, that's where we're aiming. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Sit on charges of unemployment You were sitting in the witness stand Judge's wife called up the district attorney She said you free that brown-eyed man You want your job, you better free that brown-eyed man Fine cross the desert in the TWA I saw a woman walk across the sand She'd been walking
a doctor and a lawyer man Mother told her daughter Go out and find yourself a brown-eyed handsome man Just like your daddy, he's a brown-eyed handsome man Well, way back in history, 3,000 years Back ever since the world began There'd been a whole lot of good women She had a tear for a brown-eyed handsome man Out of trouble for a brown-eyed handsome man Nobody on, he hit a high fly into the stand Round with the third, he was headed for home He was a brown-eyed, handsome man Who won the game, he was a brown-eyed, handsome man John Fulbright, Terry Buffalo Ware, E-Tones, Helen. This is a production of E-Town. Okay, there you have it from 2013, John Fulbright and Bahamas. And you know that achievement award was so poignant for me. Just being reminded that a pair of socks can be an incredibly generous thing to share with the unhoused and people in need. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.